Arizona Sports. Dark. Max Starks. Max Starks. Maximum for Maximum for Maximum. With Wolf and Luke. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Look, anybody that works in this industry, you do it because it's a lot of fun. But the schedule's a little crazy sometimes. Wolf, you would agree, right? I mean, you were just in Mexico City like 36 hours ago. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Yeah, it's cool, but sometimes, you know, it's a... Then you talk to Max Starks, and you're like, hey, Max, what's your holiday weekend like? <laughs> what are you doing this weekend, Max, work-wise? All right, uh, so I will be in Corvallis for the Oregon-Oregon State, formerly known as the Civil War game. Who are you cheering for, though? I'm unbiased. I'm a, I, I'm a national broadcaster. I can't pick a team. Oh, boo. Stay so you're unbiased. Florida, Florida State. You're is, calling the game. Friday. You're going to be unbiased? Absolutely not. Of all course right. not. Okay, First all right. All, they're not going to assign him to that. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, know better. They know better. Yeah, they're doing a gator They'll be like, well, we might as well just tune into the Gator Broadcast Network. <laughs> um, but no, you know what? I'm, I'm cheering for Adrian Clem. I'm cheering for my homie Clem. So... That happens to be a duck. And I, get, I do have a Shane Lemieux autograph helmet in my office. I know you do, yeah. So, and I actually don't know any Oregon State guys off the top of my head. There so I'll be going with Oregon. Nice. I mean, I know them all just because they ran all over ASU last week. So that's why I'm cheering for Oregon. Ah, okay. That's vengeance. Go. Vengeance. Uh, and then that's not even your only game. You got two other no, games. I, I, and then I, then I fly to the lovely... City by the Lake uh, in Cleveland, Ohio. And I, have, <laughs> I have Cleveland, Tampa Bay, Sunday at 1 o'clock. And then I finish off with a Monday nighter with uh, the Steelers host uh, go, going to be hosted by the Fighting Jeff Saturdays of Indianapolis. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, how about the Jeff Saturdays? Yeah, yeah one and one. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they're scrapping. They are, but Matt, Matt Ryan is a statue. Yeah, he, he is. is. Absolute, I was like, yeah. I was like, dude, if he, he, like, at the end of that Philly game, right? Yes. One free rusher. Yes. All you got to do is shimmy. And he couldn't even do that. So I'm like, he, not. he is. He There's is, something wow. with that arm, too. There you can, is. You can see it, man. Yeah. There's a lot of juice taken off that arm. Yeah. He he is. He's definitely had the precipitous jump off the cliff. Yeah. Uh, for his career. <laughs> um, and we are. We're going to go big picture NFL here in just a second. But I want to get your thoughts. It's funny, Max. I mean, this is We only got an hour left of, of show this week. We have not talked about the Cardinals opponent. At all. And that's, yeah. you know, Wednesday we usually get into it, but we have Thursday and Friday. We're obviously not going to do that. Wolf keeps saying, hey, can we just do the show tomorrow anyway? But I'm like, Wolf, no, exactly. tomorrow's Thanksgiving. While he's eating corn and turkey. On a divided gravy plate. And pepper. <laughs> gravy and pepper on one side. <laughs> um, what do you make of this Chargers team that is 5-5? Five and five? And, man, they look like they should be better than 5-5. Five and five. And I know they keep playing the Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes just keeps doing them in a very mean way. But, uh, but the Chargers... Chargers, this is a team that had high expectations this season. They might not make the playoffs. You know, I I had the Chargers earlier this year um, against Jacksonville, and a lot of momentum, right? I mean, you just, but then you hear, ah, Justin Herbert might not play. Ah, Keenan Allen's out. Uh, they lose Rashawn Slater during that game. They lose Joey Bosa during that game. And you're just like, man, are they like, are they cursed? Because this team, talent wise, you got Khalil Mack to go opposite Bosa. Yeah. You went and you solidified your offensive line in the draft to help him out. You have Mike Williams, you have Keenan Allen, you got Austin Eckler in the backfield. This team should be good. But then 
reality sets in. Yep. And this team, for some reason, they don't have that it factor yet. And Keenan Allen is a tremendous asset, but you lose Mike Williams in the process. So, yes, Josh Palmer had a great game. And because Keenan was getting double teamed, Josh Palmer, you know, feasted in that game. But for some reason, the offensive line just isn't as effective with Austin Eckler back there because of the injuries. And defensively, they kind of get lost uh, in situations, especially in some of the deeper cover stuff when, when, when the line is blocking. And, and you don't have that pass rush hitting there. You know, Drew Sample and company, they, they, they can chase, but they lose tight ends um, for all intents and purposes. And then, of course, when there are better receivers, like a D-hop, I feel, feel can have it can take advantage of this. But at the same time, it's can you establish a run and keep the ball out of their hands? Because they just, for some reason, it doesn't quite turn all the way over for them. They can't put the entire yeah, team together. Right. You get a great defensive game, crappy offensive game. <clears throat> Tremendous offensive game. Terrible defense, and it's never all the phases coming together. Now, that to me, once again, that is called complementary football, okay? Yeah. Complementary football. But that is up here on the strategic level. It, it's way up here. It's saying this is what you're going to do and how you hope to play. You got to bring it down to the tactical level. That's where I don't want to hear about complementary football as a player. Right on the tactical level, you're not going to go ahead and say, "Oh, we just turned you over." Now I'm going to start bowling. I'm going to start playing now because we just right. Yeah, you're not going to do that. Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) Now I care. Don't. Yeah. yeah, So don't. Anyways, don't get me off on that. But it's a (laughs) pet peeve of mine. It truly is the line of scrimmage. The line of scrimmage, um, something the Arizona Cardinals did a great job in the first half against the 49ers contesting was the line of scrimmage for the most part. And then they lost it. They lost it in the second half. And that's where the game got sideways on them when they lost the line of scrimmage offensively and defensively. This game, the Chargers have been struggling on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Yep. Their, their defense has had a hard time stopping the run. As a matter of fact, they're 30th in rushing yards per game allowed and 32nd in rushing yards per play allowed. They've struggled. And if you watch the tape, you can actually see it as well. Yeah. They've struggled to do it. This is where I think the Arizona Cardinals have a chance, a chance of possibly winning the game if they can actually outplay them on the line of scrimmage. The Cardinals, and, and Wolf, you can correct me if I'm wrong, empirical data states that when the Cardinals rush 30 times and it not being Kyler Murray, they are 17-1. and one. I did not know that. They should try that then. I did not know yeah, that, give it a but shot. that's a good stat. You should, you should probably try and actually running the football with your running backs as opposed Here's to using the one thing about yeah. this, and I totally agree with what you're saying, but the one thing about it in, in regard to the Arizona Cardinals, I wonder how many times they had a lead. How many times did they have a lead? Well, think of that, I, that's definitely yeah. what Cliff would say if he's here. I mean, he's told us multiple times the formula for winning is get the lead and then run. But there are times, and they're not the only team that does this, where you're down by seven. Yeah. You don't have to give up on the run. You're right. You're, you're, you're totally, totally right, right about especially, that. Especially seven, you know, eight minutes left in the third quarter. Totally yeah. agree. You're down seven. And I think even coming out of the half, right, I know it was bad because you had the double score opportunity that pushed you deeper in the hole, but you still have two quarters. I get that you're behind. You want to score fast. You want to erase right. that that deficit. I agree. But the methodical wearing down of a defense in those key moments in the third quarter lead to fast fourth quarter success. It's, it's amazing. The more things change, 
the more they stay the same. It seems when it comes to the line of scrimmage, that truth of what you just said of still being able to wear down a front seven. It still happens in the NFL. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's the one, that's the one thing I love about the game. It still is the same in terms of the box. In the line of scrimmage. All right, we come back. We've got football tomorrow. In fact, we've got some pretty good games tomorrow. So we're going to get into those next. Max Stark sticking around. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. Max Starks. Max Starks. With Wolf and Luke. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Max Stark sticking around here for one more segment. We've got football tomorrow. Obviously, Thanksgiving football. We got a couple of good games in there too. Um, do you guys, the Broncos aren't playing tomorrow, but thank have, God. Have you, exactly. Sorry, they played like it. every prime time every, week. Seriously. I was like, how do they get that many prime time games that can't get flexed out? I'm surprised yeah. they aren't playing all three games tomorrow. Actually, like here's the Broncos playing three different teams. <laughs> it was yeah. just Russell, Russell, Russell. <laughs> right? Seriously, hey, Bronco country, let's ride. Have you heard that? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Have you heard that stat? And I, I just double checked that somebody sent it over. If they just scored 18 points in each game, they'd be nine and one. That's how well their defense has played and how badly their offense has played. If no, they could just hit, now, there's a couple games that they've lost in overtime, 19, 16, and 22, 16. Yeah, but the yeah. thought is, if they could have just got to 18 points in regulation, they'd be nine and one. Oh my goodness! Oh, that is uh, awful. Yeah, it's not, boy, that's it's not great. Boy, that's that that's the kind of thing that will split a football team, believe it or not. Yeah, that's a pretty good defense they Especially got. Especially if they have I don't know, Buddy Ryan is their defensive coordinator <laughs> in that situation. <laughs> yeah. Taking a shot at Kelvin Kevin Gilbride. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Trying to punch him on the oh That was during exactly. a game, right? Yeah. That was during a game. Yeah. Yes. It was an awful punch. So anyway, buddy, just so you well, know. Well, I mean, he's great at he's great at drawing. He's not great at uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, right. We've uh, we've got three games tomorrow, and I would say one of them is probably a five star game. If we had done five star games, Giants Cowboys in the afternoon. No, the, mid- the middle game, the, the the meat of the sandwich yes. game. Yes, and it's a divisional game. On top of that, it's two seven and three teams too. Yeah. No, I, I think I think all three are, are pretty good games. I mean the nightcap I mean for whatever we want to say about New England, they're six and four, so they hang around. You know, they they hang around and they still got a shot. They beat the Jets, right? And they they're they're starting to make their push. Um you know, and I still don't know what we have in Buffalo. I mean, obviously we'll oh, see, yeah. but but you know, Buffalo's struggling for a wild card right now because Miami's taking the lead. So I think all these games have significance, but more specifically, that that Giants Cowboys game after what the Cowboys did to Minnesota in U.S. Bank Stadium, yeah. took them to the woodshed in their own house and embarrassed what a team we would argue probably the second best team in the NFC you're looking at by record wise record certainly i don't trust the vikings and now it's a lot harder to trust that's the other crazy stat they yeah. actually have a negative point differential and they're 8 and 2 yeah. how do you pull that one off 
negative point difference, and what are they minus two? I think in ta- point uh, takeaways, giveaways. Yeah, I believe that's true. Too. Yeah. yeah. So it, it it's. But I mean, but you look at the rest of, of the NFC North, and you're like, yo, all Doesn't right, matter. well, <laughs> Green Bay is not Green Bay. They're right. green beans up there. I don't know. <laughs> it's not cheese. Green Bay casserole. You know, that's what and they and are. of course, yeah. I love the tradition of the Lions playing. The Lions playing, of course, on Thanksgiving. They're not going to love it tomorrow I, I against love Buffalo. That. Um, but yeah, man, that could get. Well, and Buffalo weird. already has the advantage because they've already played in their stadium. That's true. Yes. <laughs> they made it their home. Exactly right. <laughs> That's right. They're like, hey, the winter home of the Buffalo Bills, Detroit. <laughs> Rock City. Um, you know what? Honestly. <laughs> okay, that was Kiss. I went old school. Just uh, going old little mom's spaghetti, God, huh? Anybody there. want mom's spaghetti? A little Eminem uh, reference there? <laughs> but yeah, that one I can't wait to see because the Lions are playing better football. Um, they are just not defensively. Yeah, <laughs> not that yeah, much better defensively. The and the Bills, of course, will exploit a defense. Who do you yeah. trust in the NFC right now, Max? Because now, if, even if you just look at the last few days, San Francisco looked really good on Monday night. Now, how much of that was the Cardinals, the off the field stuff, the on the field stuff, the injuries, whatever? San Francisco has the pieces to be really good. Like I said, I don't totally trust Minnesota. I kind of do trust Dallas as much as I feel dirty saying that. Uh, in Philadelphia, I think, but I mean, who, who like the Giants are playing tomorrow? Do you trust them? I don't trust the Giants. I think I think because this is where the gauntlet of their schedule comes in. Um, you're going to see Washington in two other next three weeks. W- wedged in there is is the Vikings. Um, no, wait a second. No, no, not the Vikings. You have, yeah, yeah, no, the Vikings. The Vikings are in between there. So you're going to see, and you're going to see the Eagles again. So this is the stretch where the Giants in the second half, this is where the gauntlet gets yeah. laid down for them. So I don't know if I necessarily trust them to make it through that gauntlet and be unscathed or be in a position where they feel stronger. I think it's more so I'm leaning towards Philly, San Fran, and maybe Dallas. Because um, Dallas... Offensively, there's something there. Like I feel like if if Tony Pollard gets injured, this they're a different. Yeah, team something right now. something does seem a little off yeah. at the offense. And CD Lamb's not is not playing. Obviously, they're going to be courting OBJ um, after this game to see if they can bring him on to bolster him to go along with Michael Gallup and company in that receiving room because they know they need health in the receiving room. Um, they're they're the fringe for me, but I think the top three, the upper echelon, is going to be. You know, more so Philly, San Francisco, and then I say ah, Dallas is right there, right below them, and then everybody else. Just throw them in, throw them in a stew, and just just mix it up. So, do you think that is going to be a contested game? Do you think that's going to be the most contested game, the best game, maybe? I think I think it might. I think it might actually okay. be. I think that game comes down to being more of the of, the, of do we believe them? Are we proving it right with Dallas, and are we proving the Giants wrong. And if whoever comes out of that, then we can say, you know what? Check. That team's legit. Dallas no. is favored by 10. I just noticed that. Yeah, exactly. See? No. My point. You got that, two 7 and 3 teams, and Dallas is favored by 10. 7 and 3. It's a paper 7 and 3 for the I, Giants. I don't they faced teams that. below 500, yeah. and they did what they were supposed to do. As much as I love Saquon Barkley and what he's <laughs> doing, the defense, I don't necessarily trust them. Um, and that's where, I, and Daniel Jones. 
Let's yeah. face it. Yeah. The jury has been out on him, and I he's not the, he's not the guy to lead them into the future. They got five divisional games left. You brought up their schedule. They go yeah. Dallas, Washington, Philly, Washington, Minnesota, Indianapolis, Philly. <laughs> That's their schedule to end the exactly. season. Exactly. So think about that. Imagine if they mix divisional games into that first ten games of the season. Yeah. <laughs> different story. Maybe a little bit different. And and, and they lost the one divisional game. They're on one yeah. of the division right now. So so yeah. So it's going to be a tough gauntlet for them, especially where everybody's above five hundred. Patriots. Vikings tomorrow night. Uh, like you said, the Patriots just kind of hang around. I know Minnesota's the eight and two team. I know they're at home. I know that they are favored, but I, I, I don't. I don't know what happened to Mac Jones. Not that he was like amazing last year, but he's even less amazing this year. Um, and maybe that's just the theme with the Patriots and the Jets build a good team, but don't have a quarterback all of a sudden. But I mean, would it shock you if Minnesota lost at home to the Patriots? I don't think that would surprise me tomorrow. Not after what happened last Sunday. No, and they're playing on the same field surface that they did yeah. on Sunday, except for a shorter week now. Yeah, no, it wouldn't surprise. But I don't think the Patriots have it in them to play that well. But it wouldn't surprise me if they, if they actually lose because I think Matthew Judon and that defense. They get to the quarterback, and you lose Christian Derisaw for the Vikings. That's a huge loss for them. Advantage Matthew Judon and continuing his NFL leading sack record of 13. I think he gets to 15 after this game wow. easily. Wow! So Minnesota, are you a believer in the Minnesota Vikings? I I was believing them before that Dallas game because I thought when they made the trade in division to get T.J. Hawkinson to help. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen really right. free up the middle and right. force them into more single high situations. I thought that was maybe the missing piece that would that would be the cheat code that would unlock the rest of your 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 aerial attack. But after seeing that and seeing that Dalvin Cook couldn't get a hole, the offensive line acted like they couldn't block for the first time ever, and Kirk Cousins looking lost. That's when I was like, ah, because they're an offensive team, and the defense plays bend but don't break. And if the offense isn't scoring, then then you start seeing the damn crack for for Minnesota. The uh, other news around the league today, we've mentioned it briefly before, but Zach Wilson out as the starter, at least for now, for the Jets. Benching baby. You kind of have to, though, right? you got to bench baby. They're in a playoff spot. In contention, at least. Well, you got to teach him a lesson. I mean, is he going to take that next step or not? And so I think by sitting him with against the Bears, because you don't know the health of Justin Fields, and them being in a position of uncertainty, the Jets, I feel, could win without Zach Wilson, as they did with Joe Flacco at the beginning of That's the year. That's basically what they've been doing for these wins. Yeah. You could say, let's sit him aside, show him what the air in his ways, and let's see if he actually picks it up. Like, you can't talk reckless, especially in the New York uh, media. (laughs) No way. No way ever. And then on top of that, you can't have subpar play while talking reckless. It's not a great combination. Yeah, yeah, it's one or the other. You got to be a stellar guy, and maybe you could talk a little reckless because people blow it off. But if you're playing bad and talking reckless, yeah. no, go sit in the corner. You know, in fact, <laughs> in fact, you don't even get the microphone. I want you to just hold a walkie-talkie, and you have to take your own notes and and read them out. You yes. can still wear your bandana, but don't don't look happy about it, right? Yeah, you can't look happy with the bandana. And please shave your face. Keep it keep yes. it young, baby, smooth. By the way, little Jack Horner sat in a corner eating his Christmas pie, <laughs> and on that note. 
note. Max, thanks for stopping by, buddy. <laughs> My pleasure. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, guys. You too. Yeah, take care. Right back at you, Enjoy Max. your macaroni and cheese and seven for Oh, I games. will. Much love to you and your family, bro. Thank you. And to yours as Thank well. You. And the whole Wu Fang clan. Yeah, hey, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, the Coyotes get Carolina tonight in Carolina. What do they have to do to get back on track? We're going to ask their head coach, Andre Turney. He will join us next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. This is the Coyote Coaches Show with Wolf and Luke. All right, we got Coyotes hockey tonight in Carolina. Coyotes and Hurricanes joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line is Coyotes head coach Andre Turney. Bear calling in on the Arizona Sports Line. Coach, what's going on? How you doing? Not much. What about you guys? Uh, we're just uh, we're getting ready for some Thanksgiving Hang food. Out, Bear. We're getting ready for some some <laughs> hockey tonight. Um, let's start there. This fourteen game road stretch that you guys are on, you're officially halfway through it. Three three and one so far. How how are you feeling about the way your team has played? Uh, we played. You know that's the beauty in the in professional sports. We remember yesterday. That's it. That's the. Uh, how many games we played in a row? That's not a. That's not the most important thing for us. It's where we, where we stand right now, and we're happy about our last game. It was a, was a tough game in Nashville. They're big. Uh, it was a physical one. Uh, I think we, we played a good game. Uh, it was good to have Schmaltzy and Chick back in the lineup. Uh, that's, uh, that, that was really good. Unfortunately, we had a few few guys who get banged up in that game, but uh, we were happy about the way we played. Bear, I know that you guys are in the middle of this 14-game road trip right now. It seems like a weird thing, but will you do anything to acknowledge Thanksgiving tomorrow on your your off day? I know it's an off day, but are you going to do anything to acknowledge it as a team? Yeah, we will have a team dinner tomorrow. I think that's uh, that's that will be all the family together. You know, on that trip, we had the dad, uh, the dad of the player, were were in that trip in Nashville and here in Carolina. They're leaving uh, tomorrow uh, to get to go back in their home. But uh, the team are going in Detroit, and we will have a Thanksgiving uh, dinner all together. That's cool. Talking to Coyotes yeah. head coach Andre Turney. Uh, coach, when you get seven rounds into a shootout like you did against Nashville, are you looking down the bench like, do I have anybody left here that can still shoot? No, uh, I think we. Uh, it, you can be surprised that the the gap between uh, the each shooter you have your your Schmaltzy and Cal's or or uh, Boogie. There are our three main guy, but after that we have a lot of guys between four and. 10 or 11, there's not a big gap. I think there's all guys who are capable of being offensive player at different, different level, or they are with us. So there, there's a lot of guys who can surprise you sometimes, not the guys you expect the most who is capable of uh, scoring golden shootout. So as you know, Bear, sometimes the consistency that a team will develop helps them win games, and sometimes yep. that consistency helps them lose games. Has there been any, anything consistent in regard to the last four games that you've lost? Uh, um, it's a good question. You know, I look at our team, and I like – in the last four games, our consistent we've been, and all we've been tougher to play against. 
we have more pace, we're better defensively. Uh, that's the positive uh, in our last four, like you say. We, we, we apply more pressure in neutral zone. Our D zone coverage is pretty good. So there's consistency there. There's a, con- a negative consistency is that we, we take too many penalties. We need to find a way to, to stay out of the box. We need to find a way to, to have a little bit more discipline. Talking to Coyotes head coach Andre Tourney, uh, bear the the performance. You mentioned Nick Bukestad before as one of your three shooters, and he scored, but he also had two goals and an assist during the game, too. You know, he yeah. hasn't been with the Coyotes that long yet, obviously still early in his in his uh, tenure here, but he's made an impact quickly. Absolutely. I agree with you. He, he's been a really good player for us. He, uh, both sides of the puck, offensively, defensively, he's a big part of our penalty killing Uh he, he's, he's tall. He have he has length, long stick. He reads the play well defensively. I think he, he's a he's a good example because when he broke in the league uh, as a young player, he was an offensive weapon. He's a guy who had success in the, in college, and he he was a typical goal scorer. Maybe a, a, a just more more an offensive weapon, not not as complete as a player and as good defensively. And he involved as a complete player in his career. And now, he's, like we mentioned, he's really good defensively. So he's a good example in our team for the young player. And he's really helped us. Every time he's on the ice, we're, we're a better team because he is there. Bear, can you go ahead and give us a bit of a scouting report on Carolina, of course, and how good they are? Yeah, the, Carolina is the team who play with the most pace in the league. They play extremely fast. It, it's a team where predictable in the sense of the the way they want to play. They of the puck of their breakout. They they're a four check team. They're dump and chase team. They they shoot with volume. They shoot from everywhere and they drive the net for rebounds. So so in a certain way it can look simple when you say it like that. But in reality when you play against them, they do that with such a pace, such a quickness and without hesitation, they are, if you take a split seconds to read the play or any station in your game, they have a step on you. And now, even if you know what they will do, they have a step and now you're chasing. So uh, you need to be mentally really, really ready when you play them because the game, the pace is really fast. Bear, you mentioned, uh, you know, get Nick Schmaltz and Jacob Chikrin back in that last game. And Schmaltz hadn't played since the opener. Chikrin hadn't played since last March. What does he potentially do for you guys on the blue line? Both, both were good. You know, uh, uh, both of them have offense. They can move the puck. They can make plays. Uh, Chick is a big body. He's strong physically. He can can uh, handle himself defensively, applying pressure on puck carrier. He's, uh, he had an impact in that game. I think he uh, you, you can see he's a really good player. I don't know if he will have uh, a kind of a – because when, when you come back from an injury, normally you have a one or two really good game, and then after – you have a little dip because the emotions are going down. Hopefully, we'll we'll get over it. And like uh, we had that discussion, and Chick told me he said, "You know, Bear, I had injury before. It's not like it was my first rodeo." So he said, uh, "I know what to expect." So uh, he has that experience that will play for us. But uh, he uh, he brought a lot on the table. If you look at at the uh, Schmaltzy, Schmaltzy. Uh, can recover loose. He has that ability that has sent that flair to be at the right place at the right time and recovering loose pockets, uh, helping us with our possession. And 
he's actually uh, like you know a, a really gifted offensive player. So uh, that was good to have those two guys back. Bear, after being out on the road, of course, as long as you guys have been, and you still have seven more road games to go here, is it starting to wear on you? Uh, no, I don't think yet. I think uh, I won't say it's totally easy, but I, I think we're still fine. I think we need to keep managing our time right. Like uh, like we mentioned, the dad trip was good. The, the, the boys to be with their dad and all of it. That, yeah. that kind of a break, the trip a little bit, and then tomorrow will be Thanksgiving. We'll be together. It's important to have something... Uh, together so we we don't get bored and uh, the same thing when we weren't easy the guys had a few days off uh, last week to to see their family to spend a little bit of time in the, in the valley and having good time so i think the balance is really really important coach we appreciate the time as always good luck against the hurricanes all right thank you guys have a good night happy good thanksgiving one. bear that's Coyotes head coach Andre Turney joining us right there on the Arizona Sports Line. Yeah, Carolina, their uh, their game plan is very simple: of shoot, shoot, and shoot, yeah. shoot. Like they just shots on goal volumes. They are unique from everybody else in the league in that respect. So whoever's in net for the Coyotes tonight's gonna be facing a lot of those. All right, when we come back. Kyler Murray is uh, speaking after practice. We'll get you what he said next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. When it's time to party, we will party hard. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, I don't know what you're talking about, Luke. I'm not fighting it. No. I'm not fighting it at all. stood up and packed everything during the break. I'm surprised your mic is still working. You didn't unhook it. What's up, Basinonians? How you doing on this awesome Wednesday is a Friday? the posts left and right, though I know not of this song. How is there not really a thanks? There's not really Thanksgiving music, is there? Like, there's even some Halloween. Yeah, there's that's definitely good. Christmas music. There's not really Thanksgiving music. Yeah, not, not, not unless Andrew WK is considered not, Thanksgiving music. Right, exactly. I don't think so. Yeah, Happy Thanksgiving. Oh no, wait, over the river and through the woods? No, that's Jingle Bells. Isn't it? I'm sorry. <laughs> This is my new favorite just, segment. Yes. Wolf works his way to, through Christmas song lyrics. Yes, to grandmother's house. <laughs> frying pan right there. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. You shot off. Um, here, I got some good news, relatively. I'm looking at the injury report for the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. It is smaller than it has been. Now... Granted, that's because most of those players are on, on IR now, and they'll show up on the injury report. But still, it's a little bit smaller than it's been. Great. Uh, here we Is go. It's smaller than the Chargers. Uh, I don't have the Chargers. Oh, okay, you don't have it. Sorry. Okay, they just have Mike fine. Williams. They have a couple others. Um, they basically release it at the same time, stuff like that. Yeah, right? you know, but I was yeah. just focused on the Cardinals because okay, we live in Phoenix right, and not L.A. Compare and contrast. You're always talking about L.A. Wolf constantly. <laughs> oh, your yes, L.A. Right, exactly. Uh, here's, here's the guys that didn't practice today. I okay. Would. Okay. Greg Dortch, I don't like that. I like I like when Greg Dortch is on the field. It makes me yeah, me happy. too. Uh, Zach Ertz, I, I, he's not playing again this year. I don't know why he's still in the injury report. Right. DJ Humphreys is uh, did not practice back issue. Rondale Moore did not practice, and Cliff didn't seem real um, optimistic about him for this week. Yeah. Byron Murphy did not practice. Actually, now as I'm reading this, this is kind of a long injury report. Yeah. Charles Washington did not practice. Okay, limited. Max Garcia, 
Tristan Hill, Colt McCoy. And then there's one name, Wolf, practiced in full. Yeah. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Okay, Kyler. Kyler Murray did practice in full. And uh, Kyler Murray talking to the media. He was asked if he feels like he's going to be out there on Sunday against the Chargers. I do. I do. I feel good. Um, Yeah. Okay, you know what? Honestly, we're going to take that and put it into the positive (laughs) column and say that was a yes. And um, once again, I think we'd all agree Colt McCoy showed his incredible value to this team. And he's three and two uh, as a starter for this team. That's pretty. That's, that's good for some teams to take that as their starter record. Yeah, he's he's actually what he's four and two, isn't he? He was three and one, as a matter of fact. Wasn't they he lost three and one, two and one last year as a starter, and one and one. Okay, this year, okay, right? so that, three and that's oh in right. the division. I was thinking three and, three and one, one right. now because of San Francisco. Okay, yeah. so yes, he, he's that was he's, clear. He's definitely proven his value, of course, to the Arizona Cardinals, and yet whatever you see, just know that his value is even more important to Kyler Murray. Yeah, and yeah. to mentoring Kyler Murray. And yet I'm, I'm glad Kyler's healthy. He's ready to go. Come back. Here we go. The Chargers game. I don't care if you got to buy next week. It's all the every game that Kyler Murray can play is a game that he must play, especially in this part of the season. The end of the season. Finish strong. Evolve the offense with Kyler Murray right in the middle of the maelstrom. Here's Kyler Murray. Talking, I haven't heard this yet, obviously, because we're on the air, uh, talking about the locker room and nobody giving up. Yeah, I, I, the good thing about this locker room is, you know, that you can tell there's no give up. There's no uh, loss in, as far as mentality when it comes to the fight, man. These, these guys are uh, motivated every week, show up with a smile on their face. Um, obviously, you know, there's frustration with, with the results and stuff like that, but um, all you can ask for is these guys to show up, work hard, and, um, you know, believe. You know, the season's not over. Um, the opportunity still ahead of us and uh, starts this weekend against a good Chargers team. You know, Zoe said it yesterday when he was in here in the first half of the show, Wolf. Um, you know, there's different ways for guys to get motivated, right? You know, some guys will hold on to the 6%. Some guys will hold on to, okay, yeah, you know, I want to bounce back after this last week. But you know, one thing Zoe said that really stood out was like, look, you, you don't know. There's there's no guarantee you get to keep playing football. You could get hurt on any play. Like, just the simple fact you are playing in an NFL game. Don't you want to go out there and play your best possible football? Yes. No, that's leadership. There's no doubt about it. I love that, man. I'm, I'm glad you said that. What else you got for me? Uh, here's uh, more from Kyler not losing confidence here. I, mean, I think that goes, you know, that's kind of on the individual. Uh, I, I'm not losing confidence. Uh, never will. You know, I, I've, obviously the season hasn't gone, you know, the way we've wanted it to so far. But again, it's not over, and that's uh, that's got to be a focus. Yeah, it's not over, man. It's so important right now, win or lose, playoffs or not. It's not over. What's so important is you go out and you play well. You get this offense going in the right direction, and Kyler once again is right in the middle of that offense going in the right direction. Hey, listen, you can't control what's going to happen with the defense. You, you just can't. And we've seen the defense play really, really well, and we've seen them from time to time play really, really poorly. Yeah, You can't control that as a quarterback. What you can control is how you play, and in particular, your offense and the teammates around you and how they play. You can impact them, and you must impact them. That means you've got to be available. You've got to be out on the field in order to do it. And then you've also got to be playing well. 
evolve this offense, man. Here's the opportunity. Even if the Arizona Cardinals are not going to be in the playoffs, as we all assume, they're not going to be in the playoffs. You have six games to develop something that you can hang your hat on going into the offseason. How important would you say that is when you just gave your quarterback $230 that's, million? That's why it's important. If this was just like, if this was a rental quarterback, he might not be here next year, or you know he was towards the end of his career, it would just be looking for a reason for this to be meaningful. It's meaningful. If you're going to get Kyler Murray in this offense going, you have six games here to do it. This season, what, a training camp started like three and a half months ago? It feels like it's been going for 100 years in some ways. Here's more from Kyler on this year just being a roller coaster. Yeah, this Whole, this whole year has been a kind of a roller coaster. A lot of you know, seems like we're, we were in the news all off season, and then you know the season obviously losing Jeff, um, and then coaches. Uh, it's been up and down, but th- this group is resilient. Um, you know, again the mentality you, it could it could be a lot different around here, but it's not. You know, these guys uh, got a lot of faith, a lot of belief, uh, and it's a great locker room to be a part of. This this has not been the environment you want to develop your quarterback in this season. And some of it's not in anybody's control. Some of it is, and those guys aren't with the team anymore. But you talk about like, okay, let's let's get things going here at the start of the season. It has been a mess. It really has. It really it really has. And especially you you lose a teammate and you know, even that yeah. um so much of what has transpired this season, it's just been one distraction. Um, after another, of varying degrees of import, of course, and significance, but um, man, it's it's been a tough year, man. And you know what? Their play has been up and down. That's the one thing that has been consistent, I would say, so far. Just more bad than good, but up and down, definitely. I would say this has been the toughest year I can remember around the Cardinals. And 2018 wasn't great. Obviously, they, they weren't winning games. But when you consider all the outside factors like Kyler brought up right there and just some of the bad, the truly horrible luck they've also had as well. It's, yeah. All right. Uh, that will do it for us here as we head into the weekend. Thanks to Aaron Maloney, Jesse Morrison behind the glass. For Wolf, I'm Luke. Burns and Gambo next on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Peace and strength.